Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I have Colleen Villanova on with me today. Hi, Colleen. Hello. I would love it if you just told everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, I used to be a systems engineer for about 13 years, but now I have found myself to be a stay-at-home mom, I guess you could say. Though, technically, God told me I work for him now, so I don't know exactly. I work for God. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I go to school um, online for ministry as well. And I've got three amazing little kids. They're four, six, and eight. Um, an awesome husband who's like MacGyver, who treats me like a princess. And I love gardening. I love art. I love um, writing. Um, I do about a thousand different things and have a crazy busy life, but it's wonderful. And I wouldn't change a thing about it. That's awesome. And I just want to say, you weren't just in like typical engineering. You were in astrophysics, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Astrophysicist. Though I actually did start out my college career as an artist, uh, studio art, painting, drawing, photography, sculpture, printmaking. I did it all. Graphic design and ended up changing over instead and doing, um, I originally was looking at astronomy, but then I changed it over to astrophysics. That's so awesome. I love it. You are. You got the creative and and the brainiac part all meshed in together. (laughs) So I know Colleen through a group that we're in together, and she has the most amazing experiences with God. And you know what? God totally uses her brainiac side and the artistic side to just speak to her in incredible ways. I love it. So when you were a kid, did you know God at all? Or was that something that came later? What was your childhood like? Um, Sort of. (laughs) I could say I sort of knew God. I grew up um, with my parents that were Catholic. And so um, we would go to Catholic service um, occasionally here and there. Um, It wasn't super regular like. So I I knew that side of it. But um, I didn't really understand who Jesus really was. Um, I was always very hungry and like trying to find God. But yeah, it, it seems kind of silly, but it's like, I felt like I couldn't find God and I didn't know where to even search and how to, what to do about any of it. And um, I tried looking at different world religions. I took a class when I was going to college, to art school, um, where I studied all different types of world religion of everything you can imagine thinking, is he here? Like, is yeah. he here? Like, where is he? Like, it's like you said, playing hide and seek. But for some reason, I just, I couldn't quite figure it out. And I remember thinking when I was like late teens or early, not even early twenties, but late teens thinking like, if I can just find God and whoever this person is, like, I would just want to give everything I have to him and just like devote my whole life to God. If I could just figure out who that is, <laughs> I couldn't do it. So like I had this burning desire, but somehow it was like veiled or just, I I, I don't know yeah. why I couldn't figure out who God was or what yeah. I was doing at all. But yes, I was very, very hungry. So I was very lost. And then um, I ended up along the way meeting a wonderful man, my husband, and I love him dearly. And my husband, I had no idea, was actually saved. He got saved in college. One of those like college crusade things. He'd play like guitar and music and do all the college crusade. That's a big thing. I don't know. We didn't have that at my art school. We didn't. Not at mine either. No. I went to an art school of sorts too, but for the acting and singing and dancing arts, and there was nothing like that there. So exactly. So my husband, they had that. So he got saved, but then kind of walked away from God a little bit and was living a very worldly life. I had no idea, or maybe I just didn't even care because we, my husband and I, we would just do whatever we felt like. We would go out to bars. I met him in a bar and we would just kind of 
you know, on Sundays we would sleep in, there was no church, there was no talking of God, there was no Bible stuff, there was nothing, there was nothing. And yeah. then my husband's birthday is April 8th. And then 10 years ago, April 8th happened to fall on Easter. Nice. On Easter. And my husband said, for my birthday, I want to go to church. And I was like, wait, seriously, who are you? Like, we don't go to church. We don't do this. Like, like, really? Are you sure you don't want like a new video game? You don't want a new movie or like, really? He was like, I want to go to church for my birthday. God was calling him back. Yeah. Little did I know he's going to drag me along with him. And then you know, good way. You know what I love too? Eight is the number of new beginnings. Oh, So how cool that his birthday, April 8th, was Easter, which was the new beginning for everything. And it was him being drawn back. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. You're good. I I won't forget this story. And so then um, we both grew up Catholic. So he was like, okay, let's go find a good Catholic church here in town. So we, we looked and we found a nice, very good, respectable Catholic church in town. And we went for Easter and it was very nice. And it was a nice service. And we went back maybe one or two more times. And I quickly remembered why I stopped going to church. I have you know, nothing against Catholic churches, but for me, it is just not something that works for me it doesn't speak to me I found the services to be kind of confusing a little depressing and I didn't understand what was going on and it was just I just there's no connection there was no connection at all and I remember telling my husband I was like our city is actually funny I live in a city called Las Cruces which is the crosses and here in Las Cruces New Mexico there are so many churches. They're like everywhere. There's like, you can't throw a rock without finding a church. Like, there's so many churches in this city. And I was like, honey, why don't we go find another church? And he was like, well, it has to be Catholic. And I was like, well, why? And he's yeah. like, I don't know, but it has to be Catholic. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I was like, we could check some out. We could sit in the back row. Like we won't even tell anyone we're there. Let's just figure this out. And I had a really good friend and mentor at my work and I was talking to him a bit and he was like, well, why don't you come check out my church? He was like, we have services even on Saturday nights and Sunday, but our Saturday night service, we have a free dinner afterwards every week. So why don't you come check it out? Even if you don't like it, just come eat a free dinner and then you don't have to come back. Just, just check it out. So we went and it was awesome <laughs> like it was amazing I went. Now, was it catholic no <laughs> technically i think in the books it's a baptist church okay. but you wouldn't actually because all i knew was catholicism and barely yeah. like i never got confirmed or any of that okay. stuff like i go to church here and there and i sang in our choir a little bit and honestly i only did that in high school because um there was a really cute boy that I just like to like look at when I, I knew was you were gonna say that in the choir. And my mom was there. My mom is amazing. She sings. My mom to this day, she's 75. She still goes to church every single day. Every nice. single day. Like it's like better than the postal service. It's she doesn't get any breaks, <laughs> no Sundays off. Every day she, my mom is at church. And my dad goes, I think maybe once a week which is still normal. But um, anyways, my mom was singing choir. I'm singing choir. And then I started getting weird. There's no nice word for it. And I remember noticing that um, my hair was the same bright pink shade as the carpet in the church. And I remember started to thinking like, I don't know if I belong here. Like I'm kind of weird. And everyone here at this Catholic church is like not weird. So I just stopped going and then fell away and got very lost. Yeah. So anyways, um, in the church we ended up going to seemed almost more like an evangelical type church, like mm-hmm. a non-denominational, but really it was a Baptist type church. They yeah. were really kind of geared towards the younger generation and they really um, would try and um, make everything very real and like, you know, like no one's perfect, come as you are. And they would teach the Bible and make it relatable. Like I don't, I I had never read a Bible my entire life and I like started reading it and I was like, this is fascinating. And you made it like, not like weird stuff that I don't understand that I'm just like, what are you saying? You made it more like at this church, like 
I know what you're saying and you're making it applicable to my life right now. And I can get it. And I loved it. Absolutely, absolutely fell in love with it. Um, they even had a thing called real life or something like that, where they would bring their service that they would record Saturday night, Sunday morning to a movie theater. And then they would play it there. And they'd have people that were even too scared to just come to a church, go and see a service. They'd have a band yeah. in front and everything. And I just, oh, fell in love with it. Ended up getting saved at that church. Absolutely loved it. Ended up, um, they ended up moving their church to a bigger, they bought an old Kmart. And, and they put it in there because they needed more place. Yeah. And I got baptized at the church during their last baptism service before they like shut the doors of the church down to move to the new building. Yeah. And we ended up staying there for about a year or so. But then um, we ended up going to and finding a new church, which was a whole nother adventure because, again, I just grew up Catholic. I didn't yeah. understand different denominations. I didn't understand how some of them don't like each other and they get kind of attitude-y. And mm -hmm. I was like, where did this attitude come from? <laughs> like, why are you guys all mad at each other and hating each other and just so angry? Like, I, I, I don't know how to say this, but it's almost like I grew up without the baggage. And so, like, I just was like, okay, well, I accept you all and you all are fine. And I don't, I don't really care. You know, if you guys don't like you guys, just let's just follow Jesus and the Bible. And yeah. I remember reading the Bible for the first time all the way through. My mind was blown. I was so excited. I did a Bible year plan. And I remember the first time I'll never forget just how much Israel kept screwing up. And I just, that was the one yeah. thing that stood out to me. I was like, God told you like 80 times or something. I don't remember how many it was. <laughs> like, please do what I tell you and listen to these blessings I have for you. But if yeah. you don't, all these horrible things are going to happen. So please do what I say, please. And then they're like, nah, we're just going to go do all this other stuff. And it happened over and over. Like, it made me sad to read it through and to just be like, seriously? Really? Like God's telling you the truth or he warned you. You can't say you weren't warned. But anyways, would you like to hear about my finding another church? Yes. Well, and so you got baptized. Were you baptized in the Holy Spirit yet at that point with the first church or no? No, but it was um, instead of like, because the Catholic church does a whole hold the baby and sprinkle the water thingy when you're yeah. in the city. Um this was the whole like full immersion type yeah. thing. Though for what it's worth, a friend of mine, because I think even though I was lost in high school trying to find God, I had friends that were trying to help me find God. Somehow yeah. there was a really bad disconnect. And I don't know, it was really, I don't know. But I had a friend in high school take me to kind of an evangelical type church. And um, they ended up having like a big baptism service where they baptized dozens or like a hundred people. I don't remember how many. And I ended up getting baptized at that service in high school. I don't think I was saved, but it was just sort of like, sure, I'll get in line and go do this. Yeah. And afterwards at that service in high school, the pastor was um, slaying everyone in the spirit after they got out where really? he would like pray over and put their hands on their head and stuff. And I remember being like, huh, okay. And all I remember is he put his hand <laughs> on my head and he was like, Nothing was happening. Yeah. And it's like, there's fire in this one. And it took a little, and then I fell over. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but that was crazy. So there was is like, fire in this one. <laughs> um, but no, so all I had at that time was just um, a baptism, like full body baptism type thing. Mm -hmm. When I was truly, 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 truly saved. Um and that would have been about, yeah, 10 years ago. So when I was about 32. And when did it click for you? You, you said that he wanted to go back to church for his birthday. It wasn't really good, but I, I'm assuming that you want, looked for another church because he had that desire. So it was like for him, because you said that the Catholic service you went to on his birthday wasn't good. But but it wasn't bad. It just <laughs> wasn't for us. <laughs> I don't right. like it wasn't a bad service. They didn't do anything wrong, but it was just not for us. 
I, I guess maybe there was a hunger in me too. Mm-hmm. Like I had stopped looking. I had, oh, so stopped looking, like a thousand percent stopped looking um, from the time I, in my 20s. In my 20s, there was no searching for God. I could have cared less. Like I, I went to church maybe twice during my 20s. And that was when I'd, my mom would come and visit. I'd yeah. be like, oh, we got to go to church with mom because that's like something she does. <laughs> and um, But that was it. Otherwise, no. And even when he was, my husband went to go to church, I still thought he was crazy. I really did. Like I had no interest in it. And yeah. I just, I went to be nice to my husband. But then <laughs> it was, I don't know. By the time we started going to the church, the the um, the Baptist church, it was like I couldn't go enough. I yeah. couldn't do enough. Not not like in a performance way, but more just like I was so hungry. It was like I discovered that if you turn, you know, your little radio dial from all the rock channels that are up in the '90s, like down to the really low channels, there's all these Christian channels out there. I had yeah. no idea. They've been hiding there for all these years. And I was like, hey, look, there's Christian stuff in there. And they have sermons and they got Christian music. <laughs> no clue. And I started listening to that anytime I was in the car. I was just like, I want to hear more sermons. I want to learn more and more and yeah. more and more and more. And such hunger and hunger. And um, I just couldn't get enough. So I didn't really go crazy on fire until I really went to a church that I could relate to. And that's, yeah. Was there a moment where you were like, this is it, this is what I've been looking for. Or was it just a trickle, so to speak over time? I don't, I don't know if I ever, it's, I'd love to say it was just like, Oh yeah, this is what I've been searching for. God, there you've been. <laughs> I finally found you. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it, it wasn't really a trickle. It was just more like, I guess, fire hose. Once I found it, it was yeah. just like, like I'm, I'm doing this. I, I love this. I'm not changing. I'm not changing anything about it. And, um, and it was, I guess it was kind of slow to start just, you know, focusing on the word and focusing on the Bible and all that. And then more and more started to develop and getting out in the open as I went yeah. on and changed churches. Cause I do the church we started going to, I loved that church, but we ended up going to a new church that we've now been at for, six years almost seven years or something like that now and that's the one where everything started changing even more so holy spirit changing yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but um even how i ended up finding the church that i'm at now was kind of crazy the fast is at that point i had had two babies and i had a year and a half old and a newborn And my newborn was at daycare with his brother and it was right around New Year's. And I remember to go pick him up and I couldn't find him. And I was like, my boy go. And I'm looking all around. And then I finally realized he was in one of the cribs swaddled up so tight up to the top of his head. And so I ended up pulling it out and being like, oh, okay. He had his little pacifier going. So I think that gave him an air pocket so he could keep breathing. And I remember telling my sister-in-law that I was worried um, to keep him there because I didn't know if he'd still be alive at the end of the day because the daycare was a little sketchy. So um, what ended up happening was um, I said, we need to explore other daycares because I can't, I don't know if he'll still be there. We just have problems at this daycare. And one of the daycares was called Noah's Ark and (laughs) it was attached to a church. And we went to check it out, but they only took two-year-old and up. And I had a newborn and a year and a half. So none of my kids were old enough, but we went to check it out. And it seemed like a great daycare. And I'm like, okay, well, what what denomination are you? Like, what are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're Assembly of God. And I was like, well, what's that? Yeah. The lady just kind of looked at me. She was just kind of older lady. She just looked at me. She never answered my question. So I was like, so Tom, there's assembly of God. I don't know what this means. So we got up, you know, good handy Google. And started yes. reading. And assembly of God is a very wide thing that goes everything from like kind of evangelical, spirit-filled, you know, fun, nice, to the snake handlers. That's oh. Yeah, that like drink poison and handle snakes and do all sorts yeah. of 
So anyways, I was like, honey, these people could be crazy. And I don't know if they're crazy. And I don't want to put our children in a daycare with crazy people. Yeah. So you go, because I'm not going to package up little kids to crazy people. So you go by yourself and tell me if they're okay. So she went early January, seven years ago to church to scout it out and see if they were safe. Yeah, see if they weren't crazy. Seriously, that was a real <laughs> legitimate concern because I had no idea. Well, I would have been concerned too if they were snake handlers. So I, I get it. They wouldn't tell me. So I don't know. I, I again, I knew I knew nothing about any <laughs> denominations. So, anyways, my husband went and he came back and he was like, "This church is awesome." Like he was like, "This church is so amazing," and I love the message. And he was like, "I can feel the presence of God here." And he was like, the church we went to, which we really liked, the Baptist yeah. church, he was like, they don't have that there. You yeah. don't feel anything there. It doesn't feel bad, but you no. don't feel anything. Yeah. And then, so he was like, come, check it out. So do you know, for 10 months, we went to two churches. Two? two churches. Yes. Every week. <laughs> Every week. Did you go Every... on Sunday to both? Or no. was it like... Saturday night, we would do the Saturday night life because um, it was at 6 p.m., which I loved because I'm yeah. not a morning person. I'm getting better. So we do Saturday night service at the um, Baptist church, have dinner, and we were volunteering there and doing communion and all that. And um, which how they did it was so funny because, well, not funny, but it was so different from the Catholic yeah. church. Catholic church is all the little wafers and sacrament, and it's very this Baptist church, we would get French bread, tear it in pieces, and then gluten-free bread for that corner, and then get grape juice, and you'd put them in the corners of the room, and then during worship, you would just go up and help yourself. Uh -huh. So as far as you could get from Catholic service, but we used to help yeah. set it all up and do all that. Yeah. But we would do that Saturday nights, and then on Sundays, we would go to the Assembly of God Church and check it out there. And we loved them both, but we couldn't decide which one to pick. <laughs> it was so hard. And it was actually like, we felt like the Baptist church kind of needed us because they were moving to a new location yeah. and it was just a lot of transition and they just needed people to help with everything. But I was like, I feel like this Assembly of God church, we could grow. Like there's stuff for the kids to do. They have Royal Rangers, which is like Boy Scouts, but Christian. They have all these different activities, Bible classes. Like I felt like we as a family could do so much more at the Assembly of God. And then it was actually, we took um, the membership class at both classes, at both churches. We took it, both of them, within like a week of each other. Oh to my see gosh. what we wanted to do. This is like, it's so funny. Like we went all out. We were like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And the Assembly of God one was an hour long. And they basically covered a book with all their beliefs. They had a couple of cookies and stuff. And you just went through and could ask questions. And it covered the whole Bible. I think by then I, yeah, by then I had read the whole Bible. So I knew the Bible. So it covered the whole Bible. Sounded good. And I'm like, this sounds good. I like it so far. And then we went to the Baptist church. Four hours later, their classes are four hours. They had child services to help you. And they would do an entire meal. I, I learned yeah. that love food. That's the one thing I really learned is <laughs> I just love food. It's not a stereotype. It's it's, it's the truth. It's, it's the truth. It is. They, they feed you so much. And even our small groups, we, we ate so much. Anyways, four hours going through all their beliefs, all of everything. It talks pretty good covers the entire bible sounds good but then it, it talked about the end of the bible and it left out the whole millennial reign and the whole good part of the bible i do not believe that that church did not believe in it yeah but it wasn't in their book and it wasn't in their four hour membership oh my gosh and i was just like I remember talking to my husband i'm like well okay i'm sure they probably believe in the end of the bible but they don't talk about it anywhere in here. Yeah. And this other church does. And this church seems like it's a better fit for our family. So we ended up going there. Yeah. And we, we broke ties. I felt really bad. I felt so bad leaving the church. It's like, I still love you guys. And you're doing a great job. But we ended up going to this church. Yeah. And it was at this church I learned that there's so much more than 
what they teach you in Catholicism or Catholic churches and what you learn in the Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. For example, when I was moving over, a lady from my small group told me, so you're going to go to the Assembly of God church? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know, they believe in speaking in tongues there. What do you think about that? And I, I was so funny. I remember thinking like, I never thought about it before, but I guess it's in the Bible. So whatever. Yeah. I, it, okay. But it, other people seem to be very, I don't yeah. know. They didn't understand everything candy. that the, <laughs> was yelling candy. Um, so I started learning more of what was out there biblically from the Bible yeah. by going to this new church, the Assembly of God Church. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't it funny how people are so put off when they don't understand it by things like speaking in tongues and whatnot, but it's biblical. Same with signs, wonders, miracles. Some people are like, no, that's not. And I'm like, it's all over the Bible. Or they don't believe in prophetic. And I'm like, it's all over the Bible. It's Old Testament. It's New Testament. Jesus talks about it, you know. It's so interesting, but you know, when people don't understand, it's like you were saying, I don't know, maybe it's the blinders, right? Because the enemy tries to blind, but God removes I, the veil. But I'll just leave her in here. Just leave her little cute noises. This is my daughter, my four-year-old, Alindria, who may be giggling and making little noises. She's just hanging out with me and having lots of fun. So the joy of being a mom. I can say I was a yes. stay-at-home mommy. My boys are at school. So, um, but yes, a lot of different churches do not believe in their more, I would say cessationist. No, that's not it. Cease. The, the people that think that all the gifts of the spirit and all that have stopped. Oh like, yeah. I don't, I don't know the name either, but I know what you're talking they about. They have a shark tooth. Oh, she has a shark tooth. <laughs> <laughs> she was born with a cleft lip where it's all open. And so she is missing a tooth there and next to where it's open. She calls it her shark tooth. So what I was going to say is that one thing I learned about so we started going to this church seven years ago, but about five years ago, I want to say, at this point, I don't totally remember, my husband was taking a leadership class at the church. They wanted me to take it as well, but at that yeah. point, I had three small little children, so I was like, no, and I think she was just like a, barely a baby, so I was like, I can't do a once-a-week church class like, yeah, and work full-time, and just it's not going to work. So I just sent my husband and had him go. And I remember one day reading over his notes and it talked about different gifts of the spirit. And I remember it talked about. Um, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> I was a baby a long, long time ago. I'm still a grown up. You're still a grown up now? Okay, she's, she's a grown up now. She's four. So um, what ended up happening was it talked about discerning of spirits. Yeah. I remember reading this and being like, I wish I could learn more. Like, I, I was like, this is so interesting. But um, I was like trying to learn more and being like, what is this discerning spirits? I remember my husband, when he got up in the morning, I'm like, honey, I think I have this. Yeah. Like, I think I have this. Like, I was so confused. I was like, I think I have this. And I, I think I've actually had this my whole life, but I never knew what it was because there was never any language for it. There was never, no one ever talked yeah. about it. And um, it was actually trying to learn more about how it worked that I actually found on Amazon, Jennifer Yves. And I found nice. her book, something about distinguishing spirits or something like that. Seeing the supernatural, seeing the supernatural. That was yes. her book. And I ended up seeing that and um, reading it over and then being like, <laughs> I'm not crazy. My life makes sense. Everything yeah. that has happened throughout my life now has reason. Like now it just, it, everything makes sense because I had a lot of different experiences and things that I could not explain that had been happening since I was a little tiny kid. And um, I tried reaching out to people for what it's worth. I haven't reached out to my pastor at the assembly yeah. church if for something. And he was like, Hmm. And I reached out to everyone I knew and they were just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And Jennifer's book made it clear that it was like, that's a type of basically um, um, 
discernment. And yeah. that's what so, was happening. So because not all of our listeners know what it is, what is discerning of spirits? Oh, sure. Um, discerning of spirits is typically itself where you can determine through your different senses, like seeing, hearing, t- I guess tasting, um, smelling, touching, even feeling, like feeling, not like touching feeling, but like, like emotional feeling, like emotional feeling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is something happening spiritually around you that could either be the distinguishing of spirits is if it is either God, angels, or, oh, oh, or demons or humans. Mm-hmm. that type of different type of spirits to tell like what's going on. Like what, when I said earlier, how my husband said he felt like God was at church. Yeah. Most believers just innately have this, that they can feel the presence of God. It's not that my husband saw, you know, Jesus walking around and gave him a high five when he went to church. Yeah. church. That would have been amazing, but just <laughs> you could feel the presence of God there. So um, most believers again, have a, basic level of this Mm -hmm. but some people have more yeah they can tell what's what and then through your senses in different ways like muscles you can develop and um, you can see what's going on around you and and discern between people's intentions as well yes yeah yes Absolutely. But yeah, the big thing that really confused me that I was trying to get help with, which is a strange one, and it has rarely almost never happened ever since then, was it was during um, the altar call at the end of service one day, six years ago, whenever that was at church, that um, they have us close our eyes just to keep it kind of private and stuff. And yeah. you know, they pray, does anyone want to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And if so, raise your hand and all that. And we'll pray a prayer and whatnot. Well, all that's happening. Um, I started smelling incense. Mm. Strong, strong. And I got confused because I'm like, I'm not in Catholic service. Like we don't burn incense here. Like what's going on? And it, it, it was a very earthy smell, kind of like, yeah. like a, frankincense murray type like earthy Mm. earthy smell and so then i was trying to figure it out and even at one point like because no one yells at you and you don't get in trouble but you're not supposed to look around they tell you to close your eyes i always i'm I'm a rule follower so i close my eyes i'm like but i even ended up peeking because it was was like where's it coming from i'm gonna see like the pastor over there with like incense or something like something's gonna be going on and i'm like there's nothing there's nothing here. I don't understand it. And um, I was trying to ask like my pastor and different people, like, what is this? Like, why would you smell this? And everyone's just all like, well, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. But I ended up that basically it's a type of discernment that I was smelling something that was going on at the time in the spirit. And that ended up opening up a whole um, smorgasbord of just learning about the gifts of the spirit and um it was shortly after that that i ended up even learning which i know all this sounds so obvious but just keep in mind i wasn't saved until i was so much older and also i grew up not learning or knowing any of this stuff until years ago but i remembered uh just a couple years ago realizing that i could hear the voice of God. And that was so radical. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, I can hear God? Yeah. Like, I can hear God. Like, and it was funny because I think I've heard him at least for probably my whole life, or maybe at least for a while. But the one time where I knew that my earliest memory that I have of knowing that I heard God was again, about five years ago or so, six years ago, just a couple of years, because I, I can place it back to when I changed churches. And again, yeah. that was and a half. So we'll say five years ago, I remember being outside watering in my gardens, love my gardens. And I remember out of the blue having this thought like, oh, what if someone breaks into my house right now? Oh, someone, oh, like I had all these horrible quick thoughts come into my head of yeah. like breaking into my house and thinking, oh, like, this would be horrible. I don't want people breaking into my house. I live out in the middle of nowhere on two and a half acres. Like, this was yeah. just a crazy thought out of nowhere. And I was like, someone breaking into my house. And then this thought came into my head that was like, you know, I'd protect you. You know, I'd keep you safe. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, I won't let them, if anyone breaks into your home, I'm not going to let them hurt you. And I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, 
okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then later I realized, I was like, oh, that was good. I heard good. Wow. I had no idea. And I was so excited. Yeah, I was that excited. My daughter's making a super excited face. Wow. I was so excited that I could actually hear God that I remember telling my oldest child at the time, who was four, about her age, yes. um, Alexander, saying, do you know that you can talk to God and he'll talk back to you? He was like, no. I'm like, yes, seriously, <laughs> do this too. Just like close your eyes and just talk to him in your head. Yeah. And he was like, you're right, mom. Oh, I can hear him. I can hear him. And how I know there's lots of different ways people can hear God, because that probably is going to be your next question. Some people hear God like reading the Bible, like something will stand out to them. Like, like it's just like it's almost flashing with lights in the Bible. And um, some people audibly hear the voice of God. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened to me um, yet. Yet. But um, so some people audibly hear the voice of God. Uh, some people hear God through nature, through the clouds, through the birds, through the flowers, that God speaks to him through natural things, his yeah. creation. And um, how I hear, and I can hear God through all those. Again, I'm still working on the whole audible part. Oh. But the way that I hear him a lot is in my mind. And how it works is um, I have internal monologue dialogue and how it works i learned not everyone has this i i even know someone who doesn't have this and it's fascinating so basically when i think to myself like my daughter is so adorable in my head in my head i hear my thoughts saying oh she's so cute like yes she's so adorable like what a cute little girl in my head in my thoughts and um and it's not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. The people without internal dialogue have silence. What? For real. No way. I swear. Go look it up. Go look it up. I swear. And the people I, that don't have things going through their head all the time, because I've never met <laughs> Okay, I maybe I have. And just one. assumed that everyone had stuff in their head all yes. the time. Yes. I, I learned. I finally found someone that has it. It's a lady I used to work with. And she has no internal dialogue. She's like, wait, you hear things in your head? I'm like, yeah, like I, I talk to myself in my head, like think about things, run through things, whatever. I think about chocolate. I talk about whatever. Like, yeah, I, I hear my thoughts and my voice in my head. Nothing. But I did learn for what it's worth from this lady's coworker that this lady talks to herself a lot aloud. Interesting. And I think that might be because there's she nothing. there's yes. nothing in here. There, there's no internal dialogue. So I was always curious, but she's not saved. And I, I really okay. want to ask her, like, well, how do you hear God? If you yeah. can't so how I hear God, and it took me a while to realize this, is I hear God in my mind, in my voice, but it's not me. And I yeah. know it's not me. Because it's not stuff I would say. Yeah. It, how I would say things. It's not me at all. Um, so that is how I hear him is having, it sounds crazy. I have conversations in my head with God, but um, totally that's how I hear him. And, um, but so I started teaching my kids even a little bit about hearing God and about being able to walk in all of this. So I could just keep going on and on. No, it's okay. Yeah. So Colleen shares about her kids all the time. She she has a supernatural family. They're like the Incredibles of the kingdom, of God's kingdom. That I joked about that the other day. You know, their superpowers are all God's superpowers, and they all hear from God. I think it's awesome. I would love for you to share more about that. Oh sure. Um, so each of my kids have different um, gifts because there's many different gifts of the spirit. I- don't have I could look it up in the Bible but um there's uh like we talked about discerning where you can use all of your different senses and that's been kind of more of the main thing that we've been kind of focusing on with the children mm-hmm. and um my oldest can hear very well not all the time though not all the time and for what it's worth I don't hear all the time either yeah. but um my oldest can hear really good he also can see really well and has seen things in our home. Um, I think that's more for, oh, oh, 
lately, this is the thing. My husband has this too. He, he knows things like we were playing a game and you spin it. And um, he kept saying we were spinning. It's like one to six for like a shoots and ladders type Bible game. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to get a three. And he spun. He's like, Oh, look, it's a three. Well, I'm going to get a four. And he got a four and he went over and over and he kept guessing it over. And I tried and I was wrong almost every time. I got a one or two right, but he kept getting it right over and 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 over again. Not every single one, but pretty much almost everyone yeah. right. And I realized how my husband does something similar, where he just like randomly knows numbers and things. Like I'm like, look, I just got this amazing thing at this store, and it's I have a thing for jellyfish, and it's gorgeous yeah. jellyfish, and it's so beautiful. Like, guess how much I got it for? He's like, oh, it was it was like you know fourteen ninety five, and I was like. Yes, it was $14.95. Well, I get these shoes on sale. He's like, oh, yeah, you got them for like eight fifty, dollars And I'm like, never mind. I'm not telling you anymore. So like, my husband does this all the time. Like, he just knows things. I love it. He knows things. I'm like, oh, so now my oldest is kind of operating in that. But my, um, my middle boy, Gabriel, he is a dreamer. He, oh, boy. When he was about four years old or so, um, I was driving them to school and to daycare. And out of the blue, he goes, Mommy, I had a dream last night. I'm like, oh, you had a dream last night, honey? Like, what was your dream? And he goes, I had a dream that Satan hid the moon and God came to stop him. And I was like, really? Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, thank you. That That's um." That's really good. Okay, honey. And just, I, I don't have it prepared, but yeah. the night before I just been looking up on the Bible and I had read the verse where basically it was that same exact thing, but I was like in my room reading it before bed silently and no one was there and no one knew yeah. I was reading it. And he gave me basically the summary of what I had just read in the Bible, which I can't recite. Oh, wow. Um, and the other thing for Gabriel too, which is kind of cool is that he kept telling me for years, well, for about a year, his favorite color was rainbow. And I was like, Okay. And then it took me longer than it should have possibly taken. But I was like, hey, why is your color? Why is it rainbow? Why isn't it blue? Why isn't it purple? Why isn't it pink? Yeah. Why is your favorite color rainbow? So what he told me is he goes, Mom, I keep having this dream where there's millions of angels surrounding this rainbow singing glory to God. And I was like, Oh, is that all? Oh. <laughs> and I looked up in Revelation. I'm like, honey, you're that's like the throne room of God you're dreaming about. He's like, oh, I dream about it all the time. It's really nice. I'm like, oh, that's great. That that's wonderful. Wow. And, and Gabriel, yeah. what a name. And Gabriel, yes, yes. And um he has lately been seeing more and feeling more and experiencing things. Oh, my oldest is a feeler too, where he feels emotionally things that are going mm -hmm. on around him. And my youngest is a, um, she's gone. She is. That's kind of exciting. She's not here at the moment. She'll come back in a moment, but she, um, she has been, I don't know. She's been kind of operating in many different things since she was really little. I remember driving to church when she was like 18 months old, when most babies are saying mama, dada, water, agua, they say here. Yeah. And um, we're driving to church and behind me, I hear her go, hallelujah. <laughs> and I was like, did the baby just say hallelujah? <laughs> really? And I'm, we, I, nothing against it, but she was going to a secular daycare and yeah. we don't regularly start saying hallelujah right. conversation. So I'm like, where did she even hear that? Like, why is, and that's a very hard word yeah. for under two year old baby. And um, she has been just, oh, I don't know how to explain Alindria. Alindria has been very attuned to things that are supernaturally going on around her and what's happening. And um, I feel like half the time I'm learning from her and um, we have just been growing and doing different things and learning and trying different um, activations and ways to help them grow in their gifts. Though I can say it's not like I'm running a boot camp here. We're not, you know, doing this 24-7. You know, my kids go to school. I used to work, and but now I'm trying desperately to keep up with cleaning the house. <laughs> keep an order in our home, which is an uphill battle. And um, so we don't do stuff all the time, but God and Jesus are a regular part of our lives. And um, 
it's very normal just to talk about things. And my kids are very aware of what's happening around them and supernaturally what's going on. So um, we can just have different conversations like, you know, when crazy things start happening, like, hey, what are you guys seeing or feeling right now? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Like last night, for example, I haven't had much time to process this. I was sound, rock hard, sound asleep. But I found out from my husband that in the middle of the night, um, my oldest, Alexander, Alex, he goes by now, woke up with a nightmare where he said Satan and demons were torturing and tormenting him. So, yeah, he gets those sometimes. So my husband got up. I vaguely remember hearing him. That's all I got. I was so asleep. And um, my husband went in and prayed over him and stuff to try and help out. But um, but at least what I really like is having um, an environment where my children feel safe to talk about things that they are seeing and yeah. feeling. Because the one thing I didn't go into too much was I started experiencing a lot of the stuff when I was a kid and um, didn't have language for it. And my family didn't like I didn't really share with them a whole lot. I tried talking to my mom once about it and she didn't, I mean, my mom is wonderful and I love her dearly. She just didn't understand what was going on and just kind yeah. of brushed it off a bit and just cause she didn't know what to do with it. And so I had to learn to go through and understand a lot of things that would have been helpful if I had someone to explain them. Because when I was 11, I moved into my parents' basement by choice. We had a very large, like, huge two-story house with a full yeah. full attic in upstate New York. And um, the once I moved down there shortly after when I was 11, the, I always just assumed that I lived in a haunted house because I started having interactions with this ghost that was down there. And... Um, it wasn't until a couple years ago, like not long ago at all. And I'm an, I'm not an older lady, but I'm an older lady for the for like over 30 years. I had no yeah. idea that that wasn't a ghost that was there, that that basically was a demon that was there. That was like sort of nice sometimes and other times kind of like bad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have anyone that could help me with that. And so I feel like God is using what I went through to now help my children. So they don't have to, I didn't go through, I didn't go through anything horrible and traumatic, but they don't have to go through what I went through. Yeah. Learn the hard way. They don't have to wait 20 years to figure out what happened. And, um, and I didn't have Jesus at that time. And my kids have Jesus. They love Jesus and they know their identity. They know their authority. Like, for example, you want to hear a fun story? Yeah. Um, my oldest, Alex, remember when I told you how I told him he could hear God? Yes. So he started doing it and I could see him sitting on bed on his bed sometimes, kind of like eyes kind of out of focus, just kind of sitting there having uh-huh. a conversation in his head, basically. Yeah. And one day he was like, Mommy how can we keep saying things that are wrong? And I was like, oh, like my heart sunk. Like I never thought in a million years to warn him because I was yeah. like in cloud nine talking to Jesus. I was right. so excited. I never thought to warn him. You can hear other stuff. You can hear things that are not God. And I didn't prepare him for it because honestly, I never even thought to prepare him. I, I wasn't even there ready yet. Yeah. Puzzle pieces together to know what I was doing. And so then I was like, wait, you're hearing things that are wrong? He's like, yeah, they're just, they're wrong, like lies. And I was like, oh, like I had to say, okay, honey, like God doesn't lie. God yeah. is the truth, like all the time. Like God is truth. He cannot lie. And I was like, honey, you're not hearing God. That's not God you're talking to. And that became a bit of a drama and some stuff we kind of had to work through. But then after that, my son was so hungry to hear God every single night before bed. We were always praying, both of us, like he wanted to hear the voice of God and he wanted to hear God. And then I actually don't have it on me now, but I have it. I have captured the first words God ever spoke to my son, where it was so funny because one day he came to me and he was like, mom, I hear someone saying my name. And I was like, oh, really? 
like that that's good huh and then he came back he's like mom someone's uh-huh. already my son because he grew up christian now he knows the bible he knows more about yeah. the bible now than yeah. I eight years ago and he yeah. thinks it's so funny he's like how do you not know this mom i'm like not everyone grew up reading the bible and <laughs> bring up that you know let's bring up that bible story and let's read through where you know he samuel was it samuel i think it was but we, we he was hearing yes. god and we read it over and he's like what do i do i'm like you talk to him honey and so then he came back in and i have written down 90 percent. i don't think i got every single word but i got pretty much every almost every word that god spoke to him and it sounded very biblical and very encouraging and very wonderful and it was a soft voice and it was just so great right so he hears god say this stuff to him but i'd been training him and preparing him what god's like what the enemy sounds like and what to do and as soon as he heard god speak these beautiful things to him he heard this loud voice go you will not listen to him. You will only worship me. And my little six-year-old, I think he was, maybe seven, six or seven-year-old, was just like, without even batting an eye, he was just like, I rebuke you. cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of here. And it stopped. And wow. He, and I was like, woo! I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I am so happy that I was able to help my kid learn he was listening to the enemy. Yeah. That teach him what God sounds like, teach him when the enemy does harass you how to stop it, the authority he has. He doesn't have to listen to that, he doesn't have to put up with that, how to stop that and just move on. Yeah. It happened and it was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Talk about a proud mom moment. Yeah. Y'all are missing out. Missing. Missing. That's what I said. You're all missing out on her happy dance here. Oh, yeah. I'm doing happy dance. Which <laughs> makes the pride thing that much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. I feel I feel what you were saying because when I was a kid, I had all those supernatural experiences too, but I had no words for them. Mm-hmm. No way to explain them. I kind of knew innately when I was a kid that I could hear from God. Like I just always knew that, but I had no scope for that at home at all. Right. And I knew that God would show me things too. But for a long time, the only word I even had for that was psychic. I didn't know that there was another word for it. Right. Right. <laughs> because none of the churches that I went to talked about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I say none of them. I didn't. I only went to church with my parents when I was really little because they stopped going when I was four, but that was a Presbyterian church. And then I sang in a choir at a Lutheran church, but my parents didn't go. And then later I went to a covenant church, but none of these churches talk about the Holy Spirit. None of them. No. So I just like, I knew I was hearing from God. Like I innately knew that, but I had no scope whatsoever for that. And it wasn't until much later, like you in in adulthood you know what i don't think i had other words for it like i don't think i even knew the term prophetic until like four years ago maybe not even maybe more like two or i didn't have enough context for it to comprehend that that's really all of the things that i was experiencing you know yes so that you are able to do that for your kids is so powerful I mean, I had night terrors as a kid. No one told me that it was dealing with demons or how to rebuke it. You know what I mean? Like how amazing that you can do that for your kids and help them understand what they're hearing, what they're experiencing from so young. I just think that's so, I know it's so powerful. Right. Yeah. Because when I was little, like I said, I wasn't saved at all. Like I went to church. I mean, my parents were trying, but I just, I really wasn't saved. I didn't understand any of it at all. And being able to so incredibly clearly hear and not have God with that is very dangerous and very dark just because I was only down there for a year. But in that one year, I'm a very happy, bubbly, outgoing person. And during that year that I was down there in the basement, basement, when I was 11 in my parents' house, I was still a happy, bubbly person, but I began to use my artistic skills to draw and write poetry. 
that was good. It wasn't amazing, but it was it was good. It was good. And it was so dark. It was the most dark, demonic, horrible stuff. But I would be so happy. Like it, you, you would look at me and you'd be like, wait, you wrote this? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I wrote this. Like it's all about murder and death and suicide and gory, awful grossness. Like, yeah, isn't it great? And it was written well, but it was awful. Like I still remember I had an art class assignment where we had to hold or draw a picture of our hand holding something. Like a lot of people would just grab like a pen or something and draw their hands holding a pen. And I drew my hand holding a um, pottery class knife dripping in blood. Oh. Yeah, at 11. And again, please keep in mind, I was very happy. I was yeah. very good. But it was like I started to basically be influenced because there was no light. There was only darkness. And there was no one I could talk to about it. I had no language. I was like, there's just a ghost here. That's nice yeah. sometimes and other times not nice. And I didn't really understand it. And to, again, just be able to help other people families and my family learn you know that there's light there is god and you know the enemy is doing all this stuff and like you said um the enemy counterfeits a lot of the gifts of god and yeah. how a lot of the things like um hearing and the prophetic and whatnot have been counterfeited into um things that are perverse and wrong yeah. and demonic and um, like psychic stuff and all that. And it's very bad. And it's yeah. horrible. You're basically going to demons to yeah. learn what's going on. They're more than happy to tell you whatever you want, but you're going to the dark side. You're either with God or you're against God, period. Yeah. And I never knew how to find, I probably most likely I was kept very sheltered to stay away from the light because I was very productive for the kingdom of hell. That sounds so horrible, but I was really helping him out there. So they were just like, don't let her find God. She's useful. Yeah. Like she's doing all this stuff for us. Like keep her over here um, yeah. because we don't want God to have her um, because we don't want, we know what she's capable of. What yeah, we need to try and keep her blinded and just you know mute and dumb away from all of this stuff so she won't grow into the gifts of God. Because once I learned about the gifts of God, it has been explosive. Yeah, <laughs> it's been crazy. Like you're saying, like I just learning of the gifts and then realizing you have one and then starting to grow in them from there has just been a crazy exponential curve. It's just been like just. Whew, like yeah. crazy, crazy. Like, yeah, in the last maybe four years, really. And just, yeah, even like you were talking about prophetic. Yeah. Uh, I remember in October 2020, waiting in line for three hours to get a COVID test because um, I was exposed. I never actually got COVID. Right. But, um, and I remember waiting and people in a group I was in was practicing the prophetic and hearing from God to give words. What is it? First Corinthians 13 or something like that, but words that are encouraging, uplifting and all that. Um, it's not 13 because 13 is the love verse. Oh, I can't yeah. remember which love verse it love. is. And it's somewhere in there, but <laughs> it talks about that, about um, sharing new Testament prophecy is more about yeah. fine building up, um, helping you know, the body or well, just people in general, they don't even have to be Christians. And I remember some people were doing this. And I remember thinking, I want to practice. I want to try this. And I started doing it. And I was like, Oh, I can hear God. Like here, God's telling me stuff or God's showing me things. Yeah. And I got addicted to it. Like it was so much fun. It was so great to go through. So it's funny. People are like, wow, that's really spot on. How long have you been doing this? I'm like two weeks. Isn't it great? <laughs> Like, I just learned this a week ago. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I'm just telling you what he's telling me. And I don't know. Like, without God, I'm nothing. Like, I don't know what's going on there. I can't do any of this stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. It's just been wonderful. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I, I just love that. And I love that you're training up your family and you're just inspirational. Yes. Colleen and I were at an inner healing and deliverance conference together recently. And we had a really cool moment where I, I can't remember, were we praying or just worshiping or had you been sharing something? I think we were yeah. just sharing testimonies. 
Yeah, we were just sharing testimonies and all of a sudden an angel feather. Now I know it was an angel feather because there was nothing that could have had a feather in it anywhere around us. Like these were cotton fake fluff chairs, you know, and we were not in down jackets. This was in California. This little tiny feather comes up right in the middle of us and it just goes straight up in the air. Like that was the other thing. There was no wind or breeze or gust. It just went straight up. Like it didn't float around. It just went straight up in the air and we both just watched it. <laughs> we watched it rise up and we're like, wow. <laughs> and it went straight up until it disappeared. But it was such a cool, yes. a cool little moment. Like where we are, God is there, you know, like when we come together and share about him and come into agreement, it's just so powerful. Yes. So if you could tell our audience one thing that's like one nugget that they could bring with them to encourage them or give them wisdom or hope, what would it be? That they're not alone, that God is always with them. I know it's in the Bible and it's something I think a lot of people just don't really, because they haven't experienced it or really like known that it's true. But we truly are never alone, never, yeah. never, never alone, no matter what's happening, good, bad, ugly, amazing. God truly is always with us right there next to us. And no matter how hungry we are for him, he wants us more than we could ever want him. Like he is more excited for us to encounter him, for us to experience him, for us to hear him, for us to anything to, to be made aware of his presence. And um, that at times it just feels like, you know, the world's against us and there's nobody there and we're so lost and, you know, closer than your breath is the creator of the universe. And he wants to help. And yeah. he's a gentleman. He's not going to, you know, force his opinion or whatever he wants to happen upon you. You know, he's once a relationship and he just wants you to talk to him, to just, you know, engage with him, have a relationship with him and just tell him about your crappy day. Tell him about the things that you're scared about. Tell him about what you're worried about and he will help you through it. He's not your Superman in a cape who's just going to whisk you away and solve all your problems, but he will be there with you mm -hmm. through all of it. So even if horrible, bad things end up happening, and they do, I mean, look at all the stuff to the apostles. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, being a Christian is a perfect cakewalk, but no matter what happens, he's always there. And if you get to the end of the Bible, which I highly recommend you do, we win. So no yeah. matter what happens, this life is suffering. This life, there's trials and tribulations. This life is not easy for anyone. But you have, <laughs> I want to say the biggest cheerleader on your side. <laughs> Jesus is with you and loves you and will help however he can and be there for you to get through this. And when we're done, we have wonderful glories that are beyond imagination awaiting us mm -hmm. things that are so amazing and wonderful that we can't even know because i think we'd all just go die to be there because it's so great but we got stuff to do here we got, yeah. we got stuff to do here we got stuff going on here but what's awaiting us is so absolutely amazing yeah so you know you can do this whatever you're going through wherever you're at talk to jesus he loves you he wants to help you. He wants to be there for you. If nothing else, to listen and to hold you while you go through this. And we're going to have an amazing time when we get to heaven. Yes. So good. It's so true. Yeah. Because life's not easy, but he's there with us and he fights for us. Yes. So good. Well, I could keep calling on like all day. We have so many things we could talk about. I think I'm going to have to have you back to share some of your other stories is really what it comes down to. And for what it's worth, I do have, I am slowly, because my life is crazy busy, but I am slowly working on a book. I awesome. really am. And the first one it's, I already know it's going to be called Find Me. 
Because he wants me to it. write about us. So I'm going to write about encounters with God and Jesus. Yeah. And it's just going to be encouraging, yes. uplifting, you know, building wonderful stories yeah. and all that. There I will be it. more coming out. So so we will have Colleen back, but she also is going to have to go pick up her kids shortly. <laughs> and I have kept her on talking even before we started recording. So thank you so much for joining me today, Colleen. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. This was a lot of fun. I loved it. And thank you for joining us, listeners. I will talk to you next week. When you learn to Yeah.